Is there some intro music? No. No intro music? We have something that gets added somewhere. I don't know. Welcome to Missouri Swagger, episode 7,429. <laughs> he minute, counted guys. us down, folks. That's what we missed. He counted us down. We've been so wow. far gone. That's true. You got to do it again. All right, start over. Oh, for God's sakes. All right. You're going the wrong way. Damn it. <laughs> You're counting us right. up. Stop counting us up. He counted us down, folks. There we are. We got Welcome it. We're out, of, we're, out of, we're out of touch. What? You can't talk over me. <laughs> we're off to a great start, folks. Back at it with Missouri Swagger after months and months. And Carla doesn't remember at all what's happening. Kyle is thinking about quitting on his first day. I'm doing well, this was a, this is, all right. Let's introduce our new, our, our, our new co-host. Kyle Strong. The, the most Missouri of our Missouri Swagger. I am. I, Kyle Strom. Hi, guys. Here I am. I am Cullen Bunn. And Dennis, uh, Hopeless. Dennis Hopeless. There we are. Hallam. Yes. Yeah, I, I actually got a little stressed out coming into this, Dennis, because I wasn't sure how we were supposed to refer to you. Hopeless is fine. All right. There we are. I briefly Dennis. tried to switch to my, to my real name, and all it did is confuse everyone. And so now I don't care. All right. And behind the scenes, the man with all the power, we are now being uh, assisted because Produced. we needed help Produced. by the great Anton Kromoff, who is behind our Missouri Swagger uh, emblem and, uh, and is really the man with the power. But uh, thank you, Anton, for helping us make this happen. And Dennis has already walked away yet again. That's okay. How are you doing, guys? How are you doing? Are you both in isolation? I am in isolation. Uh, or so than usual? Yeah, I mean, I'm always a little bit isolation, but uh, this is definitely, it's a different situation. I'm, uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not eating out. I'm not going to any classes. I'm not taking uh, squish. No karate. To any, no karate right now. I'm not taking squish to any classes. His, uh, his teachers have, uh, his music teacher is now doing like, I, I think he's using the same software we use to teach lessons. So uh, since the last Missouri Swagger, you became a purple belt, right? I am not a, wait, no, I'm not a purple belt. What kind of belt are you? Orange I belt? think since the last Missouri Swagger, I actually started taking martial arts. I don't think I was taking it, but it's been I, that I was, my statement was accurate. Yeah. So have you started, you started and stopped then in that period of time? <laughs> I haven't stopped. I just, it's just, we're not doing lessons right now because the world's in life. What color belt do you have? I'm an orange belt. Orange belt. <clears throat> and at C two E two, you were doing some moves. You could have kicked my ass. Those, I feel like I was using those techniques to keep uh, the rampant customers away. I mean, those, I calm them down. Are they katas? Is that what you do? Uh, we don't call them katas. We just call them techniques. Springfield, Missouri, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I didn't I realize this, Dennis. Nobody left. What? Someone said you're not in Missouri anymore. You're in Kansas now. As you can see from my cutting board in the background, <laughs> I'm representing Missouri, but I am—I have uh, moved across uh, 
the state line to Kansas. To Overland I'm Park. in Missouri, and I've been in Missouri my whole life, so that helps. Me too. I'm I'm Missouri. Through you have through. not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This Missouri swagger is not about living in Missouri necessarily. It's an attitude. It's about, what the hell are you eating? Well, I call it paste. It's sort of like a tuna casserole, but it's made with hummus and sriracha and tuna and rice and peas. Okay. Thank God the world's ending. <laughs> it's extremely healthy, and it meets all my weird dietary restrictions. Yeah. I, um, microwave. I, was, uh, I was being very healthy, and even with all the eating out, uh, and now, because of this lockdown, I've decided to eat the worst foods and snack constantly. So I eat the best foods and snack constantly. Did you get I'm some doing beanie weenie? Well. <laughs> no, I didn't get any beanie weenie because I never ate that as a kid. Oh, but I no. understand you love it. I've had several <laughs> cans of beanie weenie this week, I think, or this last couple of weeks. So when, uh, when everybody started um, raiding the grocery stores, uh, Scotty also loves beanie weenie, but he likes chili beanie weenie. Come on. And That's the not chili. Well, listen, listen. The chili is spelled with the same double E. Chili beanie weenie. That's all I got about this that. This is a comic book superstar, Scotty Young, that we're referring to. <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. But I will also, I, I would like to point out one little thing from C2E2. Uh, you yes, weren't there, but Kyle and I were, and we were walking away from our table one night, and this guy came over and said, hey, I got some snacks. And I've never, and it was, it was Kyle and Jimmy Z. Johnston and Baltimore Rivas, I think, was with us. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, I got some snacks. And I've said, never seen four grown-ass men get so excited over uh, Slim Jims. <laughs> like, a, like a one-inch Slim Jim. <laughs> one-inch, little tiny Slim Jims. We were almost fighting. It was like a shark feeding frenzy over those Slim Jims. And, and that was uh, the night you experienced LSD for the first time. I found, <laughs> I found that Slim Jim days later and was very excited. And you I'm ate not, it, right? Oh, yeah, I did. Of course yeah, I, I wish you did. Not accept food from a random Comic-Con goer. It wasn't a rando. You knew this person? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm That's not telling you who story. walks around with beanie weenie. I mean, uh, Slim Jim's in there. Beanie. Well, that'd be a weird thing to hand out. Actually, that'd be kind of awesome too. So we can, if people start bringing me beanie weenies at conventions, if conventions ever happen again, I think that would be kind of awesome. What if it's just pork and beans and Vienna sausages? Nope, that doesn't work. It's got to be beanie weenie. I'd take those Viennas. <laughs> I had corned beef and cabbage yesterday. Yes, I did. Very too. similar to Vienna sausage. It does not taste similar to Vietnam. Much better. Sausage. But it has okay. the same. Couldn't be, couldn't be worse. <laughs> Actually, we had how, how many cabbage day before yesterday. All right. How many days have you been in your house, Dennis? Um, like solo? I'm in a weird situation because I am trapped here with my children one week. And then the next week I'm trapped here alone. Uh, and I, since the previous episode of Missouri Swagger, I'm single. So... <laughs> Uh, my life is weird as fuck right now because dating in the middle of a plague is not really so easy. Um, so I've been in the house all of last week and other than to purchase coffee from the, from the uh, sidewalk outside the coffee shop all of this week. So what is that? 11 days? Yeah. It's a long time. It's rough stuff. And it was bad when the kids were here because they were bored and restless. It yeah. is worse 
to just be in this echo chamber alone. What are you doing? Are you watching some TV? I watched a little bit of, I'd never seen Better Call Saul. Like I, for oh, whatever reason. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. I expected it to be like tonally different from Breaking Bad because Saul Goodman's such a different character. Yeah. But it's almost like if Breaking Bad was an anthology show and they changed the protagonist for the new version. Like well, it's I'm very putting that on my list. This sounds totally good. Similar. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. I've actually hesitated to watch it because I love Breaking Bad so much that uh, I was afraid it would just be a major letdown. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I'm only three episodes you let, in. You sure. let yourself down, Colin. I did. He lets me down all the time. That fucking hat. Oh, it's a good hat. It looks good. <laughs> what are you watching, Colin? It's a good thing that you're in Kansas, Dennis. <laughs> Also, I want to point out that from now on, when I think back of my teenage years and my dating life, I'm going to blame it on a plague, too. I'm going to say that stuff <laughs> in a plague. So, um, so what about you, Kyle? You've been watching anything? I have. I've been watching. Well, today, it's Thursday, so I'm going to watch Picard, episode nine. Me too. Are you watching it? Are you watching yeah. it? Yes. Are you, Dennis? No. Yeah, I'm, I'm a real loser with my yeah. dating but you guys are picarding i uh, want i want to watch it i'm just being an asshole how do we watch. mute him obviously. <laughs> yeah. I but I do you like it you like it i haven't pulled the trigger on cbs yet yeah uh, well cindy show. cindy pulled the trigger for us because she wanted to keep up with her soap operas um, so i realized that we have picard on there and i've actually watched it all this week and i was very disappointed because i thought i had another episode after the last week's episode and I sat down to watch it last night, and I was, oh. like, in a flying rage. It's um, very good. You know, it, it is. I think it's great. I don't love it like I thought I would. Like, when the really? previews came out, I thought it was going to be the greatest thing that I've ever seen. Like, the previews made me a little misty-eyed. And uh, uh, I like it a lot. I love everything that uh, John Luke Picard, Patrick Stewart's in. Everything else I kind of like, but yeah. I don't love the same level. I was worried – a lot of the time when they do a sequel like this 20 years later the writers don't nail the voice of the character right one and the actor just shows up and is like i'm here and just acts like themselves so i was worried it was going to be like that <clears throat> but it's not at all they nailed picard well yeah. I mean, patrick stewart is patrick stewart he's gonna act he in is. the role he's gonna inhabit it right yeah and there's there is an episode with Troy and Riker that I was very worried about, yeah. because Will Jonathan Frakes hasn't acted in twenty years, <clears throat> and there was a I don't know if you guys know this, but there's an episode of Enterprise, it's called These Are the Voyages, and it takes place in a holodeck simulation which Riker and Troy are running, and I did not know this. This came out in like the early two thousands. So it was well after Next Generation ended and Riker's kind of in his puffy stage. And uh, they're just like, it's just like watching the two actors be like, yeah, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I was really worried that that would be happening. But they did a great job in this. Yeah, I, that's, that may be my favorite episode uh, of Picard is uh, the Riker and Troy episode. I also, I could talk about this for a long time, but this is the last thing I'll say. Yeah, you can talk about it. I really like how in Star Trek The Next Generation, the best of both worlds, where Picard got assimilated 
after that was resolved, the very next episode is called Family. And he goes back to Labar, France, and he's walking right. down the road, and his little nephew comes up and is like, hey, and then they talk, and then he walks to his family, and the episode is about that. And in Picard, after he leaves the Borg cube, the very next episode, he's walking down the road in Nepenthe yeah. or wherever, and it's a nice callback that I yes. enjoyed. So, Kyle, you and I will talk about this after the recording, uh, All right. because this last episode... Uh, it's my favorite episode. That was your favorite? See, it... It was building up to be my all-time favorite episode, not of Picard, but of all television. Yeah. And then they did something that I really, I got, I got so angry, I threw my iPad across the screen. Was it about the Borg? Yes, yes. Yeah. And I wanted, some, there was a moment, and I was like, my adrenaline started pumping, and then they just took uh -huh. me and said, no, put no, your yeah, adrenaline back in. I agree, I and, agree. Uh, and, and it but, irritated me. But before this show started, before Picard started, I found a list of stuff you should watch before Picard. And... I've seen all the Next Generation stuff countless times, so I didn't right. rewatch any of it. But so I started watching these Voyager episodes, and I'm not a big fan of Voyager. But there was one where Janeway. Dennis is completely checked out. That's he's fine. Taking, he's taking yes. his headphones off. <laughs> okay, last thing. In Voyager, Janeway's just like, I hate the, the Borg. Any. The best Borg is a dead Borg, blah, blah, blah. And I, it was really off-putting to me because that's never been the attitude of Star Trek. And in this one, it's the total opposite. You really cared yeah. about those once Dennis, Once Dennis watches it and catches up in a future episode, we're really right, we'll going to talk, talk about it in, right. in detail. And we'll offer spoiler warnings to everybody because I really could talk about the show for quite a bit. I'm watching uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm watching yesterday I put on uh, Parks and Rec again. Me too. Uh, it's it's funny. It's weird. The first season's weird because Leslie Nope is a loser. Yes. In the yeah. first season. Uh, so figure that out. I've been I've been watching it for a few weeks now, and the reason I started watching it, and the reason I would recommend it to anyone, is that show is so unrelentingly positive. You can't help positive. but feel good when you watch it. Yes. Yeah. So. I just rewatched The Office, and The Office is not very positive at the beginning when it's good. Like it's kind of a pessimistic show with mean people and ridiculous people. But as office. it goes on, everybody grows and develops into good people, except for Jim and Pam, who turn into monsters. Um, but, By the way, I can hear Anton is just doing, I, I can just sense Anton doing some sort of crazy exorcist spin over <laughs> <laughs> watching this. Because like me, he loves uh, The Office. I love The Office too, but I, when I watched the first, the first time I watched it, the last couple seasons, I thought Jim and Pam had become assholes because they no longer had that, like, they they're in love, but they're afraid to talk to each other. They were just like a married couple who were mean to the guy they work with, and Dwight's character arc had taken them to a place where he was, like, much more relatable and much more of a kind person, and they were still assholes to him a lot of the time. Uh, well, but, they play into that. They play into that, into the show. Jim, I mean... His, I his pranks start backfiring in horrible ways. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I just rewatched it. And they do a little bit because they, I mean, what they did is write themselves into a corner. Like they had this will they, won't they thing in a very popular show. And then they got them together. So they lost that. Um, but all of the stuff at the end of that show where people appreciate each other is so like light and perfectly well done. Like even in episodes I hate, like Michael's Last Day, where uh, Jim tells him he, what a great boss he turned out to be, destroyed me. Like, that's so good. 
because he's yeah. like nobody respects him at the beginning but he is just like a really good person who's kind of an idiot but everybody loves him by the end of it i thought it was really good there's some great episodes with jim and michael uh i just rewatched it a few months ago so i'm, I'm not doing a full rewatch but i watched knives out the other night Ooh, which is a great movie. murder mystery if you haven't watched it um but it. right after knives out was over i looked at cindy and i said i want to watch that uh murder party episode of the office now because i love that episode <laughs> for so many reasons uh so uh you should watch yeah, it and then there were none that they remade a couple of years ago it's very good and then there were none well uh -huh. squish it's loves a, murder mysteries it's now, a bbc so. thing yeah uh i've also been watching love is blind on Why? netflix because cindy wanted to watch it I heard it's fascinating well that's what everybody told us it's fascinating it's so crazy mm -hmm. uh, and i think they built it up a little too much because uh i did not find it to be as crazy as i wanted it to be i kept waiting for an explosion of craziness and it has not happened for me <clears throat> anyway well if you guys like steve carell which it sounds like you do who doesn't there's a documentary on hulu who knew that there were good documentaries on hulu but there's one called <clears throat> too funny to fail and it's about the brief season of the dana carvey show oh and it's very good steve right. carell in it? i'm writing it down yes steve carell i didn't know this either he was in the dana carvey show and so was stephen colbert so they were very and young men at the time he, they were both very young but the reason the documentary is so good is because there are all of these incredibly charismatic comedians who were involved and those are the people being interviewed so it's it's really funny good huh. stuff all right. I wrote, I wrote it down. I'm going to check it out. There's lots of, I mean, it's not like I don't have a lot of time to watch some TV right now. What are you reading? What comics are you reading? Um, we should talk about that on our comic book podcast. We should talk about comics. You're um, not reading any comics. I'm not reading as much as I, uh, I'm not reading as much, as many single issue new comics as I probably should be. Part of that being because when my co local comic shop closed down, I just have not found another that I like. Mm -hmm. um, I have ordered a bunch of comics from a little shop of comics in Cuba, Missouri, run by the illustrious Jimmy Z, but I just haven't picked them up. They're just all I know Jimmy there. Z. Yeah, I mean, that's a couple hours away from me, so I don't. I, haven't I know Jimmy got Z. Them. Yeah, you all know Jimmy Z. Everybody knows Jimmy Everybody Z. Knows Jimmy Z. I knew that was coming. Um, but uh, I just read an advanced preview of Lady Baltimore. Um, oh, yeah, the Mike Mignola? Yeah, and is it like Golden. Is it like the uh, Baltimore the Vampire? You know, well, it's the same, you know, it's the same universe, but it's a very different tone. Uh, it's, it's real, it's got sort of a swashbuckling, you know, vibe to it. Lots of gunplay and swordplay and witches and eyeball monsters and, you know, crazy uh crazy you, creatures is it a pdf yeah i read a pdf of it it's it's comes out it comes out in a couple of uh a couple of uh months i guess well i hope to be reading that later today <laughs> <laughs> um but it's a great comic i mean it's a lot of fun uh you, if you like you know M mike mignola's brand of uh of supernatural you know adventure we all do like this did you read decorum no you didn't? No. It was, it's cool. It all the space. Did you see Yodorowsky's Dune, the documentary about the yes. Dune movie? Yeah. You know all those crazy spaceships with like the tiger stripes and stuff. Yeah. 
Mike Huddleston dove deep into that stuff, and that's what the whole universe oh. looks like. You should check All it out. Right. Well, I will. You should have an email from Image where you can read it. I don't know that I get those emails, but I'll check and see. All right. Um, if I don't, and I've also been rereading uh, BPRD. Um, I think Lady Baltimore kind of inspired me to go back and read all the BPRD books. Um, <clears throat> so I've been, I have my proof right here. It's right here next to my computer. We believe you now. Um, yeah. And I've been rereading Black Hammer, or I'm catching up on Black Hammer. I, I don't, I've never read all, uh, I'm not current on it. So I'm, I went back to the beginning of the stuff and I've started to get current on Black Hammer. Cool. I have had every BPRD and Hellboy book on my pull list at Pulp Fiction since I worked there. And I have not read a single one of them in probably six years. So I'm in the process of trying to organize them and figure out where I stopped. So I can, cause that is a lot of comic yes. books. So I'm really excited to dig into that. And then I uh, I, Oh, go ahead. I'm not, I interrupted you. You do it. No. I don't want to call it and talk about all the things in, in a row so that He's the only one saying anything. Well, you'll like this story anyway. I started to read Hellblazer from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And there's a story where there are four like punks in Britain who go around and like beat people up like Clockwork Orange style. And two of them really like one of the soccer teams in the city and two of them like another one. And they talk about how they're buddies during the week, but on sunday or whatever day they play soccer they if they saw each other they would murder each other uh but what ends up happening is a demon kills all of them and merges them together into this like four-headed eight-armed creature that he sends after john constantine and uh the first thing i liked was right when john constantine sees it he can't stop laughing because they look so ridiculous and the second thing i like is that he notices the tattoos for their teams and he points it out and he gets the creature to tear itself apart because they each support different sports teams. Never has a more Kyle Strom story been described. Well, yeah, but that sounds like why we stopped recording Missouri <laughs> Swagger. Because yeah. Colin and I love each other, but when we yeah. have to interact, we want to kill each other. I think half of that statement's true. But now we have Kyle in between us to stop it. Speaking of Kyle, what, first of all, what are you drinking, Kyle? I'm drinking just water. Just water. That is not water. It's uh, some kind of Jack Daniels springtime. It was, it's what was in there. Well, let's talk about what you're drinking out of, because that's what I really like. The jelly jar. Yep, that's a nice jelly jar. Is I it love a Flintstones it. jelly jar? This little guy. Not Flintstones. Oh, look at that guy. Look at that I have one with an orange T-Rex on it. He's so yeah. he's, what are they just doing? like that they're riding down the tail of their mother yeah which is mm. poorly disagree drawn you they're think that's tagging along on a great adventure uh, i like that jelly jar it makes me think of uh my younger days and and i do i do have a orange one somewhere uh orange t-rex jelly jar if i'd have known you were going to be drinking out of it i would have brought mine we had those when i was a child i'm these are the cold brew cups from mud pie which is the coffee shop that's closest to me oh you're drinking out of a plastic cup plastic okay cup. right kyle right. there's more plastic, to my fucking story plastic asshole. Cup, kyle. never mind then you don't get to hear my mud pie story all right i do want to hear it mm -mm. so are you drinking a moscow mule out of that copper cup or are you just being fancy no that's a moscow mule okay that's good work i'd like to point out that it is 12 25 on a thursday 
and you're both drinking liquor. <laughs> but only because we had to liquor ourselves up to hear this mud pie story of yours. Let's go. Eat a whole pile, sir. <laughs> they won't let me use reusable cups anymore, but I'm in a, so in the habit of collecting them that they're starting to pile up. Because I, for you know, environmental reasons, I always take my cup back in. You're going to have to change what you call them. What? Your reusable cups. Yeah, they're just plastic cups now. I have other cups. I have glasses. I have a whole bunch of uh, stemware. And I'm, you're welcome. Stemware. <laughs> oh, that's right. I guess so they don't use, re they won't let you reuse cups anymore because of the... Jesus Christ, folks, he's finally caught up. I didn't realize that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I probably just shouldn't be going to the coffee shop, but I haven't bought coffee yet. Uh, but they have all the chairs up on the tables. And they have a sign on the door that has the phone number so you can call and place your order. And then they just will bring you out your coffee to the curb. Wish you a nice day. We are quickly getting there in Springfield. It's, it's not quite there yet, but I know that a lot of restaurants are getting, you know, shifted to takeout only or whatever. I'm reading another book by Richard Corbin called Shadows on the Grave. Here's the proof. Nice. It's like an anthology book of like weird tiny campfire stories that they're really short. Uh, beautifully drawn. Richard Corbin has Missouri swagger. He does have Missouri swagger. Did he draw all of them? Yeah. Are they all? He, he, he did the, the whole. Get this book. You'll like it. Where'd right. you get the proof? The proof? Oh, it's not a printing proof. It's just proof of what you're talking about. He's just proof that he's uh, reading. Yeah. I'm actually, it here it is. Uh, the first story, Colin, you'll like this. The first story is about these little dolls that uh, charm the children. And uh, so some kids follow the, the puppet master back to his little, uh, you know, mobile shack. And he removes their masks. And they're actually tiny, ghoulish people. And I'm in. I love it. Everything you just said is awesome. They all die in a fire. Oh, never mind. I love dolls that come to life and kill people or small uh, small creatures dressed as dolls killing people. Because you relate to them? I like little things hitting each other. <laughs> what are you working on, Dennis? God, as little, so little. Like, I have so much work to do, but it's so hard to focus with all this shit going on that I've it's like every day I figure out what is on fire and I put that out. But what I'm supposed to be working on is more Game Reverse Spider-Man um, coming up and Exo Manowar, which is about to launch to the Plague World. And um, uh, I'm still doing some Cosmic Ghost Rider stuff. So that's what I've been working on here. Lately. I relate. Every day I try to do work and get some done, but... It's, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot of scary things to read on the internet that'll make it yeah, there are. hard for your brain to focus. Yeah, I don't know how to... I want to turn all that off, but I also try to want to stay on top of what's going on. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of work to do and I feel like I'm not getting any of it done because... What are you I, supposed to be working on, Colin? Uh, I have several creator-owned books that uh, that I'm working on that haven't been announced yet. Um, and I have a, a new book I'm doing for Marvel 
that again hasn't been announced yet so cool. uh, i can't tell you what that is uh and uh and i'm working on a novella can we guess what if we guess no don't don't even guess because you guys know me well enough that you probably would guess i mean i you probably would guess it right away if you don't know it i think i guessed it and i know what it is yeah so don't say it um and then i'm working on a prose novella I think it's lady man thing it is Lady Man Thing. <laughs> and and her name is She Man Thing, by the way. I know. Um, but uh, I'm working on a novella right now, which or I just did an outline. In fact, the two of you have the uh, outline in your inboxes right now. I saw that this morning. I saw uh, that too. Uh, which is kind of a weird project. You know, it's it's a cool project, but it and and it's exciting, but it's also a little uh a little scary just to be writing a you know, a novella like that, prose novella. You can do it. What was that? You can do it. Oh, I know I can do it, but uh, it's just a, uh, you know, it's a different kind of project when you're used to writing comics, which I, I've done now. I have a very specific way of doing comics and I don't necessarily have that same very, you know, regimented way of doing another. Did you write primarily prose for the first 10 years of your writing career? I did, but mainly short stories. Mm -hmm. And uh, lazy is the problem. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe I'm a little lazy. I mean, the, the one kid's novel I did, I kind of winged it for the first two thirds of it and then decided I had to have an outline and went back and outlined. Did you, on Missouri Swagger, did you read one of your Lovecraftian gross out stories? I did read a gross out story once. And I think you should do that again. again. No, I don't ever want to do should. it again. You should uh, do about, the one with the uh, sea monkeys. That's the one I read, I believe. Uh, halfway well, through reading it, I realized it was a terrible mistake to actually be reading the story. It's been so long. I That's think you true. should do another one. I agree. I think you should do another one. Not going to happen. On Can our I outline for the show, Colin, you said that we were going to explain why we were gone for so long. Have we changed yeah. our mind? So why have we been gone for so long, Dennis? Well, you can put it on me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Uh, I can tell you why I think we've been gone for so long. Are you going to blame um, it on me? And I don't think it was a lack of interest because no. the entire time we've been gone, we've been saying to each other on a almost weekly basis, we need to get on their record. Yeah. But I think uh, I can, you know, I can speak from my point of view. I feel like I went into some sort of weird, depressed uh, funk that I just couldn't, I couldn't see my way to getting this done. Agreed. Did you just start crying? Yes. <clears throat> no. Uh, um, so yeah, I'm crying party. a little. I'm crying a little. Our personal lives like took turns going crazy for the whole period of time. <clears throat> like you had uh, illness and death in the family. Yes, my I, mother passed away a few months ago. Mine's been pretty I, good. What? <laughs> Doing pretty good over here. <laughs> the worst timing ever. <laughs> now we got to cut that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my mother passed away. And, and pretty good. You wait. You wait till you have a loss, Kyle, because I'm gearing it up for it. It's been pretty good. Nothing you can say about it. Yeah. Um, anyway, continue, Dennis, before Kyle's so rude. Yeah, well, I, I've been moving around the country. I moved to, briefly moved to Texas, uh, and for four months I lived in Austin, Texas. And then uh, I was dating a woman who's company merged with another company and she had to move to Portland so then my kids are in Kansas City so I moved back to Kansas City uh and right around that time my great aunt passed away and left the house to the family so I um had was living in a construction zone and renovating the house 
and so yeah it's been super crazy hard to to get out of bed sometimes hard to get work done and extremely hard to add things to our plate so we wanted to be here doing all right over here (laughs) doing all right that's a better spot for it Uh, (laughs) also we realized that our one episode that we did with kyle um was maybe the most entertaining and it would probably help to have uh another another voice the fuck knew who knew (laughs) who knew we all knew but we did skip kyle what are you working on right now well i just finished a story for heavy metal which i re- I, I didn't you know read. If i was able to mention not to interrupt i didn't know if i was able to mention that when you're we talking about comics oh read, but yeah and i loved it it was awesome thank you i don't think dennis read it but that's okay uh a lot of nudity a lot more nudity than <laughs> not I a lot of nudity i wrote that with matt mitchell who's a friend a lot of, of mine. girth at least and I, there is a lot of girth i think that jake smith who drew it I think he his thought process was, I'm going to be in heavy metal. Richard Corbin's in heavy metal. I got to outgirth Richard Corbin. There's so the that'll be out episode. issue two ninety nine. Richard Corbin. <laughs> Did you uh, I have a funny story about Matt Mitchell. Here's a question: Is there a Missouri Swagger story that is already teed up for this episode? Nope, it's all you. Yeah. So this is Matt's story, but I I witnessed it. Uh, this was at C2E2 this year. Matt was very excited to go talk to um, uh, Lloyd Kaufman of Troma because he wanted to give Lloyd Kaufman a copy of his comic and, you know, just rub elbows with the guy. So I went over there with him. Long story short, uh, Matt goes up to Lloyd Kaufman, talks to him for a little bit, and then asks Lloyd Kaufman if he can give him his book. And Lloyd Kaufman is like, yeah, of course you can, but you got to sign it. And uh, I don't know if you guys know Matt Mitchell, but I, I, I would describe him physically as sort of a Ozark hillbilly Satanist. That's kind of the look he has going. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So he, uh, he gave Lloyd Kaufman his book and he signed his name on it with an upside down cross. <laughs> and Lloyd Kaufman goes, that's your signature? And Matt goes, uh-huh. And Lloyd Kaufman goes, subtle. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great interaction. There's a photo of it on Matt's Instagram, which is, I wrote it down here, Dark Circle Comics. And I'm working on a book with Cullen. We're co-writing Unearth. That image that Baldemar Revis is drawing. You should check out Baldemar's art if you don't know it. Yes. His Instagram yeah. is Mars is an artist. Mars is an artist? Mars is an artist. And I'm drawing a thing right now that Scotty Young is writing, and that's not announced. Um, sounds so like it just got announced. It's not announced. And a thing, I'm, I'm writing a thing that Jake Smith is drawing, which is also not announced. But uh, that, those are all the things I can't talk about that I'm working on. I forgot to mention when I was saying my thing that uh, we're still working on Sea of Stars. Stephen is hard at work on issue six, which should be out in early summer if the world still exists. Um, we took a, a long break in between because Stephen also moved across country, uh, but we will be back soon with that. So guys, here's a question for you. I was just looking at this list of Instagram handles that I wrote down. So Jake Smith's Instagram handle is dead underscore gremlin underscore comics with an X. 
Matt Mitchell is Dark Circle Comics. Back before there was an Instagram, we all did our own comics. But did you have an imprint? Did you make your own imprint? And what was it called if you did? For comics? Yeah. Uh, I did not have my own imprint for comics. Although when I was trying to break in as a writer, uh-huh. I started a small press publishing company called Undaunted Press. So that's Undaunted. the answer to the question, Colin. What'd you say? That's the answer to the question. It is. What's yours, Dennis? Did you have one? I Mine wasn't in comics, but in uh, film school, I had a production company. Thing. Oh, I know this one. Sundays <laughs> uh, Productions, and it was, the logo was a bomb falling on the word Sundays because of uh, Batman, the movie. Because some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yep. Mine was Grizzled Comics. Grizzled? Grizzled Comics. I have some Grizzled Comics in the basement. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) At one point you gave me all of your like small press. It was probably at that last small show. You know who was there sitting next to me? Who? Richard Corbin. Did you give him some grizzled comics? Full circle. Because at the time, I didn't know who Richard Corbin was. Oh. And, he, and that was the last show he's been to in Kansas City. That's amazing. So I blew it. Well, he I signed like, a whole bunch of Undaunted Press chapbooks at a convention not long ago. It's like someone brought the entire run of somebody, art. Somebody cared. Somebody cared enough. Kyle and I have, there's a fan, there's a big... Um, What's it called? I can't think of it. Hack, hack slash fan who is desperately trying to get his hands on that oh. ash can we made of the story we did for the, uh, the short anthology thing. Yeah, the trailers too. Yeah, trailers too. Um, and he wants, yeah, he wants our too. What is it? It was called too cute. Too cute. Yeah, he wants that. And I have Printed it somewhere. It. We made photocopies for a free comic book day. Right. And. So- there are a few hundred of them. And I feel bad. I need to get back to that guy. I looked in my studio. Not there. But it doesn't mean I don't have it somewhere. That's the problem. Is I, All of my comics are currently in boxes from multiple moves. And I assumed by now I would have unpacked all that stuff. But I haven't yet. So, <laughs> so terrible. I was say, someone emailed me the other day. said, could you find a, a run of a book that came out a couple of years ago? And there's no way I can find it. It's my my closet Your full of books. Garage is full of books. The garage, the closet. It's uh, every closet, every storage room is packed with books in a completely unorganized fashion. Which is, I mean, it makes sense because your home is giant and you have an entire room do- dedicated to bookshelves, and then another another room that is dedicated to different bookshelves. You have too oh, many books. Is what I'm saying. Sorry that I like to read. Dennis. I don't think you like to read. I think you like to display things you've read before. That's actually more accurate. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I, I can't really argue with that. I like to put uh, books I've read. I've been thinking about trying to clean all that out, though, and get rid of a bunch of stuff. Is that a Cenobite on your shelf back there? There is a Cenobite on my shelf. It's Pinhead. In front of the blue books? Yeah. Right? Uh, he's in front of Shocking Suspense Tales, EC Comics, friendo. How often do you read those? Uh, I did, well, not necessarily a shocking suspense, but I did pull down some of those EC comics maybe a couple of weeks ago and read some of them. Just look through them. Those um, how books, often do you take down that pinhead and play with him? Explore, <laughs> explore painful pleasure. <laughs> Never. 
never. My life is full of painful pleasure as it is. I don't need pinheads, metallic spines to help that you out. Say the action figure has such sights to show you. He does. Yes, he has plenty. He ripped my soul right apart. Um, I like that you. I'll put something new up there so you can make fun of another toy. I'm making fun. I know. Kyle loves toys. Some I know. Them. I was surprised there's not a lot of toys behind him in this. Well, I'm not at my office. I'm in my dining room. So well, you do have a uh, uh, Hitchcock behind you there. You know what else I have back here that I noticed? What? <laughs> I'm scared to find out. The weekend oh, burns DVD. <laughs> It came free when you ordered pizza from Pizza Hut. Have you watched it? It's not sealed. So, yes. So, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I think I watched that movie when it came out. I already knew what happened. Yeah. Everybody knew what happened. posted away in a trailer. Yeah. Uh, we got... Colin has a sharp, definite stop in seven minutes. We're coming up on it. We're coming we are up, coming on, up it. on seven minutes. Uh, what else to talk about? I, I got work like, to do. I feel like an important thing to talk about is uh, comic book retailers. Yes. And how during this time, while people are social distancing, a lot of retailers will be will take a hit sales wise, and. Um, I'd do everything you can to support them, be it ordering your books via mail or, uh, I don't know. What else, guys? Well, well, yeah, I mean, we don't know how this is going to impact retailers as a whole, but comic book retailers, it's not an easy gig anyway. It, it's a it can be a tough business in the best of times. And, uh, you know, these are not the best of times. So I think uh, a lot of retailers are doing um, some interesting things to try to, to compensate for what's going on in the world. I don't know. I mean, you, you'll have to contact your retailer to find out, but uh, a lot of them are doing mail order. Some of them at discounted rates for mail order. A lot of them are doing curbside pickup so that you can actually just drive up and they'll bring your books out to you. So you don't even have to interact with people. Uh, um, but other ways you can support them. You know, first of all, you can call and find out if they're doing those things. And if they are, you know, maybe if you have the means, pick up your books. Uh, you know, if you also, also if you have the means, you might consider uh, even calling and ordering gift cards for the future. You can always give those out in the future as gifts to friends and family or use them for yourself. But it supports the retailer in the meanwhile and, uh, and can make the difference um, of them, you know, continuing to be in business. Yeah. And if you have books that you already ordered, you could go pick those up. That's right. Don't leave your pull and hold. Uh, don't leave your pull and hold uh, sitting there with hundreds of books that you're never going to buy. I mean, that's just good advice in general. Well, in, in best of times, that's good advice. Right. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, don't do that. But support them. And, you know, look, I know it's t things, things could get tougher or are, are definitely going to get tough for a lot of people. So I'm not saying that everyone has the means to do these things, but if you do and, uh, and you like the, the spirit of the local comic shop, uh, you absolutely, if you can, support them in some way. Absolutely. And not just comic shops, all small businesses that are attempting to stay open because the you know, larger retailers, Amazon's actually going to make money on this deal probably because of everybody's ordering everything. 
Um, mm-hmm. But your small shops, they operate on small margins. They have to pay their overhead. They're oftentimes the owner of the store works most of the hours. And yeah, they're really going to be hurting if this lasts months, weeks, yeah. even days. It's hard to do. It's hard to stay closed if you're in that position. Yeah, I've been uh, on Twitter. I've been kind of retweeting if people have a, a retailer that they uh, they want me to that they want to talk about or that is offering some of these uh, different services and things like that. So I've been retweeting some of that. But I've seen a lot of uh, creators doing the same thing and sort of compiling lists of of retailers that are doing different things. Um, you know, hell, you know, if you're social distancing and, and you're at home with family, I just thought of this, and I'm going to call a little shop of comics and order some board games. You know, a lot of these comic shops do board games right now is a great time to play a board game with your family. Or by yourself. Or by yourself if it's a solo play. It's a rough sitch, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, we just put up uh, on my Facebook, there's a link to download the first volume of Spread for free. If uh, anyone listening to this hasn't read it and would like to. What's the, so, so I think that's a good place for us to to kind of wrap up so if what where can people find you kyle and where can they find like things like um that? well i'm on facebook under my name okay i'm on twitter uh mostly i'm on instagram was, you know bloody <laughs> upside down cross pentagram or something no, that's my buddy matt he's yeah. got that uh i'm on instagram uh my handle is kyle strom underscore because some the other the piano plan kyle strom took uh regular Kyle Strom username. What about you, Colin? I'm easy to find. Mainly, Twitter's the best place to find me. Uh, it's just Cullen Bunn. Uh, I do, and, and I have Facebook. It's, it's Cullen Bunn as well. So those are the, the, right now, those are the best places to find me. Yeah, I'm, easiest place to find me is always Twitter. Uh, my handle's stupid, but if you look up Dennis Hopeless or Dennis Hallam, I'm the one that looks like me and has followers. What's the stupid um, handle? Hopeless Dent. Oh, yeah. I didn't have a career or any thoughts of a career yet when I created my Twitter long, long ago. So I, that was my like MySpace name, I think, at the time. Uh, and then Instagram is Dennis Hopeless Comics. So if you want to see pictures of my kid's Halloween costume, I think that's the last thing I posted on. Awesome. That's a great endorsement. And, uh, and guys, are we making a commitment to do these more often, to do these yes. Missouri Swaggers, uh, and they will especially be, in these times? They'll be more organized than this one. Um, I'll probably not eat on camera again going forward. I, I felt like that was pretty on brand, so <laughs> I would uh, I'd just keep it up. I think we should all be eating next time. I'll have I some made sure meat. to eat well before the show started. Yeah, That's yeah we were advised to have a meal before the show started by someone who's smarter than all of us. It's also the case that you guys responded to those emails and I didn't, and you just assumed I would show up and be ready. No, I texted and you said, yep. Yep. I mean, yeah, I agreed to do it, but you guys had a whole conversation that I didn't read because I'm irresponsible. So I knew it was happening, but any further information that was laid out, I didn't see. All right. I'm going to say right now, the next episode is going to, it's going to happen exactly the same way. And it's going to end with Dennis saying, next time we'll be mm-hmm. more organized, folks. We'll be better. Well, we couldn't be less organized. No. Maybe You're not. right. We couldn't be. Despite I mean, going to not have a that. shirt on? Like, what could I possibly do that would be- I, I wouldn't put I, it past you. I, yeah, I think you, that's your way of segueing into the fact that you're not going to be wearing a shirt <laughs> next time, jackass. But 
despite everything that's happened in the last 45 minutes or so, if you like this video, <coughs> please give us a, you know, give us a thumbs up or a like or subscribe to the channel. Um, we appreciate it. We're happy to be back. I'm happy to be back anyway. Yeah. In the comments, you should tell us what you're reading and watching yes. while yes, you're in sure. social isolation. And we will we'll add into the comments uh, or into the notes for the episode, we'll add like the Instagrams that, that Kyle mentioned and, uh, and our, our information as well. Um, but yeah, also, if there's things you want us to talk about or if you want to make fun of Dennis, um, not me or Kyle, but if you want to make fun of Dennis, please add that into the comments as well. It's true. I've got to hide like a rhino. All right. We'll see you guys yeah. later. Thanks, Bye. everybody. Thank you. We have something that gets added somewhere. I don't know.